Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor. And I'm Stan Fowler. And Stan, uh, today we want to get right into uh, an idea that's kind of floating around again, uh, partly related to COVID, but a greater really picture is in view here. Uh, People will often say, uh, God knows the end from the beginning, the beginning from the end. It's appointed unto man once to die. It's It's all a matter of fact. I'm bulletproof until then. Uh, I can live confidently, they might say, or fearlessly. Uh, We might wonder if it's foolishly that we take risks uh, because we know God's got our back. And there's this providential safety net that is there for us. So, Stan, how do we respond to that kind of thinking that believes so strongly in the providence of God that, that they have a carefree approach to things that most people would say are risky, high risk? Yeah, it's a, it's a conversation I've often been involved in, and, and the whole idea of properly defining the biblical doctrine of divine providence is sort of a special interest of mine. I just think it's, it's often uh, misused, and, and, and some people get caught up in the idea of God's sovereign providential will, which encompasses all things that occur, and I agree. Mm-hmm. Scripture can talk about the will of God in that way. And, and somehow they, they, they want to use that idea as a way of governing their decision-making, while at the level of decision-making, our, our, uh, the, the relevant idea is God's moral will, his revealed will for the way he calls us to live. Which, and which is not to say, well, God ordains all things. God's ordained the end of my life, so I don't need to think about, I don't need to worry about viruses like COVID-19. What if I die? If I die, well, God ordained that, and then I die and go to heaven as a believer, and everything's okay. And, and I think we, we just need to recognize that, that, yes, there is a wrong kind of fear in which we ought not to live, but the Bible also makes it clear there's actually a positive kind of fear, fear of God, certainly. Um, and, and we ought to recognize that even though I agree it's true, Scripture teaches God works all things according to the counsel of his own will. God ordains the flow of human history sovereignly. He, he ordains that much of it works out through our choices, secondary agents. We're real causal agents, and we're called to live wisely and not foolishly. So it means, with regard to the virus, the current virus, I I should not live in constant dread and fear, but I should take responsibility for appropriate precautions so that I don't get the virus or I don't give it to someone else. So so what's the difference between you as a believer in a providential loving God putting on a mask knowing that your days are in his hands as is your care and someone who's an atheist who puts on the mask uh, because they're afraid of the virus? Well, the atheist puts it on without any kind of uh, affirmation that God is in control of all these things or that God 
that there is a God who even cares for us. But I can, I can, I can wear my mask um, as, as one way of, I think, dealing wisely with, with the current situation. Um, while still assuming, I mean, God is in control. And, I mean, if, if God ordained, has ordained that I actually, that I get the virus, I mean, I may get it while wearing my mask. Um, but to say God has ordained all things, God's in sovereign control, therefore I ought not wear my mask, is to treat the, the, the idea of God's sovereign will in a fatalism, in a fatalistic mm-hmm. way. In other words, I, I mean, I've known people who've, talking about the virus or other things, will say, look, God has ordained the boundaries of my life, so God's ordained when I will die. Therefore, I don't need to worry about preventing my death. That's a fatalism. That's not, that's not a doctrine of God's sovereign providential will. The doctrine of God's sovereign providential will is that he works out all things according to his will, but many of those things occur, most of those things occur through mm-hmm. secondary causes, including our choices. So if God has ordained that I will die at age 82, let's say, okay, in his sovereign will, maybe the fact that I die at age 82 because I make stupid choices mm-hmm. to live in a reckless way, that I say, God has my life in his hands. He knows when I will die. So it doesn't matter that I drive 120 kilometers per hour on the 401 in icy conditions. That would be tempting God, mm-hmm. not trusting God. If you want an illustration in Jesus, I mean, think back to his temptations by the devil. Mm-hmm. One of them was there's a promise in Scripture that God will protect you. So jump off the peak of the temple here. God has promised to protect you. And Jesus' response was, do not tempt Mm -hmm. the Lord your God. Don't put him to the test. Yes, there's a promise that, that God will protect his people. He will protect the Messiah the ultimate son of David in a special way. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that the Messiah should put God to the test and say, okay, I'm going to act recklessly and expect you to protect me. So Jesus knew that he had an appointed time. We we don't know when our time is, but but he knew he was going to the cross, right? Right. That, That was his destiny. He was bulletproof until then, but he was careful. Like he would withdraw from crowds that were uh, dangerous. When the Pharisees wanted to kill him, he didn't say, bring it on. You you guys can't harm me until next year at Passover. Uh, So in in his example, if we're following his example, even Jesus wasn't presumptuous. He was careful. Indeed. And and I think in, in our present situation, there are just a number of things happening around us and a lot of conversation happening around us that Mm -hmm. pushes us to have this very meaningful conversation Mm -hmm. and to recognize the difference between trusting God and 
tempting mm-hmm. God. And some of us, some of us who um, church leaders who have who have said, you know, the government restrictions right now in the churches may be excessive. We think they're well intentioned. We don't. They're not unique to the church. They're not telling us we we have to deny our Christian faith. We're frustrated about the limits. Um, I, some of us think, I, I would agree with those who say, you know, the limitations may be excessive and they may not be the best way to, the lockdown may not be the best way to deal with COVID-19. I'm, I'm sympathetic to those arguments. Mm-hmm. I really think there may be a better way. But, but that doesn't mean that we defy all of the uh, insights and counsel of public health officials and say, you know, if you, if you insist on having me wear a mask when I come to church, that's living in fear, not faith. No, it's, it's not living in fear. It's, it's just saying we ought to take reasonable precautions along the way. Um, there's nothing faithless about that. It doesn't mean we don't trust in God. But, but it, it does mean that God provides a variety of means for us to go on living and serving him. And not every government restriction is the right restriction, granted. But, but we need to make the best in our current situation. And, and as we carry on, I hope, carry on uh, meaningful, profitable conversations and, and respectful debates about the best way to respond mm-hmm. to our current situation. Um, Let's, let's recognize that there are legitimate debates about how we respond to it, but practicing restrictions, practicing preventive measures is not about living in fear rather than faith. So what would be an example of um, a, a, the way that our faith in the sovereignty of God distinguishes us as we face danger as Christians, knowing that these things are true, do we behave differently? Do we take more risks? Well, that's a really good question. I'm, I'm, not, sure, I'm not sure that the difference between the atheist and us is always going to show up in, in an obvious different choice mm-hmm. about wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. for example. But, but we wear the mask with a different attitude. And, and we're certainly willing. I, now, I would say we're, we're willing, willing to risk our own well-being in order to protect others. Mm-hmm. That for sure. But that doesn't mean that I just generally risk my own well-being mm-hmm. if I'm not called to do it in order to save others. So when a brother of ours goes into a region of the world to proclaim the gospel, some people might say you're tempting God. You're, you're, you, you know what's going to happen when you go there and open up your mouth. Uh, that would be a case where someone might le- legitimately say, my time is in the Lord's hands. I've already died with Christ. I counted gain and I'm going to be obedient to the gospel and uh, my time is in his hands. That might be a, an example of uh, a prudence and um, 
fearlessness in a good way? Yes, I should, I, I should be willing to risk my life to proclaim the gospel to those who need to hear it, who may go on the attack against me. Um, I, I should be willing to speak of the gospel to all kinds of people who may go on the attack, maybe with physical violence, maybe not. Yes, I should be willing to take risks to do that. But, of course, I could do that even while wearing a mask yeah, yeah. And in, in the COVID era. Yeah, and you don't make it easy for the enemy, you know, to find you. But uh, you, like I think of martyrs, missionary martyrs, those, that, that guy a couple of years ago who was warned against a, a, a tribe that were being protected. Uh, they were Stone Age uh, tribe, and it, he went anyway, and they said, they're going to kill you, right? And they did. And so a lot of Christians were wondering about that. Was that tempting God? Is that a modern-day martyr? And I don't have an answer for that, but, but I think it's what we're talking about here. Um, how do we live this truth out uh, in everyday life and in mission? Uh, we're, we're fearless. We know that um, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And so we have an attitude in our daily life that is, that is fearless. And wearing a mask doesn't mean we're afraid. We are as much confident in uh, God's providence as we were before. Well, Stan, um, we're out of time. It's a big uh, topic. Yeah. Um, you woke up today and you were not afraid. I'm living in faith, by faith. Amen. And so am I. And, but still, wear the mask. So we want to thank you for listening to us today. And we trust that as you think about your day, you'll be encouraged uh, by the providence of God, but that you will also understand that God expects you to use good judgment. And until then, I'm Bob McGregor. And I'm Stan Fowler. Thanks for listening. Keep on thinking. Thank you.